Hello, and welcome to Reditations. My name is Celeste Johnson, and every week on this podcast, I talk about something I've read and then make it into a guided meditation. This week, I'm talking about one of my favorite essayists and his piece, Jesus Shaves. That's David Sedaris, an author who's near and dear to my heart and who never fails to make me laugh out loud. If you've ever read David Sedaris, you'll be familiar with his kind of dark and dry comedy. I love his self-deprecating wit and his style. In talking about the essay Jesus Shaves today, which by the way is really hard to say, I also want to talk about faith and the idea of faith and why we have faith, even when it's difficult or kind of unexplainable why we do. Let's start with a quick summary of what happens in this essay. David Sedaris starts out by talking about how he's in a French class with a bunch of other adults, and the teacher is having them discuss holidays and what they do on the holidays. And the topic of Easter comes up, and there's a Moroccan woman in the class who has never heard of Easter and does not understand the concepts behind it. So these kind of beginnery French students attempt to explain it to her, and turns out that Easter is kind of a difficult concept to explain even in English. If you come from a culture where Easter isn't a thing that's widely celebrated. So these students kind of struggle through an explanation of Easter for this other woman who has not uh, heard of Easter before and doesn't know anything about it. And then there comes the additional detail that In France, they don't have the Easter bunny, but they have a bell that flies in from Rome to bring candy for Easter. And that's another, like, example of cultural barriers popping up in this essay. And it kind of mirrors the ignorance of the Moroccan woman not having heard of Easter before and struggling to understand it because David Sedaris has never heard, or the narrator of this essay, has never heard of this Easter bell and struggles to understand the concept of that. So it kind of mimics, it mirrors this unknowingness on both of their parts. The narrator says, I wondered then if, without the language barrier, my classmates and I could have done a better job making sense of Christianity. The narrator then goes on to talk more about faith and the different contexts in which it appears in the story. The students are in the classroom because they have faith that they can improve, Despite evidence that the language is difficult for them, they believe that they can make improvements. People obviously celebrate Easter because it's based around faith and this faith of renewal. And on a different yet similar note, people celebrate with the Easter bunny or the bell, if you happen to be French. And that's also kind of an act of faith because you're allowing yourself to believe in this story. Sedaris's essay kind of points out the paradox of having faith, how faith is something that's so essential to us as humans, but it's also something that's difficult to explain and kind of hard to pick apart sometimes. Even if you're not a religious person, we all have faith in some things. That's why we're alive here today is because we have faith in something. And I think faith is kind of an essential part of human life. And I think Sedaris' essay points to that, but it also shows how difficult it is to have faith and kind of how arbitrary faith can seem at the same time and how difficult it can be to understand the faith of others and even our own faith. I think Sedaris' story forces us to ask the questions, how do we express our faith on the surface level 
And what are we actually expressing faith in as we dig through the layers? We express faith in all sorts of things, whether that's religious beliefs or our ability to succeed, as David Sedaris expresses as he enrolls himself in a French class. We express our faith in stories, and I think we see that whether we believe the story is true or not, because we also put a lot of faith and a lot of stock into stories that we accept not for their literal value, but because they have something deeper to offer, and we have faith in what they're offering us on that deeper level. I think we can pick every belief apart to that extent. We can look to that deeper level and say, what is underlying this story or this belief that is making it an important thing for us to hold on to? Whether that's religious beliefs or personal values or stories that we hold near and dear to us, all of these are pieces of our faith. And I think they all have this kind of foundational layer that we can look to to help understand ourselves and our motivations a little bit better. For example, when I'm thinking about David Sedaris's French class and why he and all of his other fellow secondary language learners are enrolled, I think about the reasons behind that. Maybe they're looking to create human connections in this new language. Maybe they're looking to improve themselves. Maybe they're looking to try something new. I don't know. There could be hundreds of motivations why you would be in a French class like that. But I think under all of those is another layer of like belief in the ability to discover or create something good, to participate in something good. And to make ourselves better. And I think those beliefs are behind so much of what we do and how we interact with each other and the stories we adopt as foundations in our lives. I think this belief in some sort of foundational good is kind of essential for living a fulfilling human life. We need to believe that there's some reason that we're here or something positive that can come out of it. And I think faith is what allows us to hold that belief. Faith is what allows us to operate on the belief that the world has good to offer. Because really, when you think about it, we're just a bunch of dust floating around and we have no inherent, like, by the book, scientific reason that we should exist in a certain way that we should behave by certain rules. Getting into the like the nihilist and existentialist and all of those angles right now, I'm not going to dive in super deep, but I feel like that's kind of the territory we're in where there's no inherent objective reason for us to exist or for us to do anything special with this existence. But we do exist and we do treat it as something special and we do act as if it's important. And I think the reason that we are able to do that is because of faith. Faith that even though we are a bunch of dust and ultimately all of this will just be a bunch of dust again and again and again, and we are only temporary, we have the faith that what we do matters and that we have the potential to be a piece of something good. That's the belief that lies at the heart of every religious tradition. 
That's the belief that lies at the heart of the actions that we take to improve ourselves in our lives. That's the belief that lies at the heart of our attempts to connect with each other. And I think that's the belief that ultimately motivates so much of what we do. I believe that faith is a natural response to a world we can't make sense of, even though we can't always make sense of faith either. It's like we can't pick the world apart totally. And so at some point we have to trust without having scientific knowledge or specific reasoning. We have to trust, we have to go on existing without having answers to everything. And that's where faith comes in. But we also can't pick apart faith and explain all of it either. For a while, that idea made me wary of even using the word faith because I feel like it's charged with the idea that you're somehow failing to explain yourself or you're skipping over information intentionally. But that's not true. I think faith is something that we all have, whether we acknowledge it or not, simply by existing Because at some point, you're not going to be able to continue explaining. You're not going to be able to pick everything apart. And you have to have some sort of faith at that point. And lately, recognizing that has let me come into that word and claim it a little bit more. I don't think faith is a negative thing. I think willfully ignoring information is a negative thing. But I think faith is something that you can do when you're extremely well-informed And when you are still allowing yourself to be curious, I think faith is actually one of the greatest motivations of curiosity. Because we have faith that even though we're not going to learn everything about the world around us, that some good will come of learning even one thing. And that trust, that faith, pushes us into the world to be curious about it. At the end of the essay, Sedaris pokes fun at the idea that having faith means you kind of just blindly accept everything that's thrown at you, even if you can't explain it. I think by making fun of this idea, Sedaris points out correctly that faith has to coexist with uncertainty. Healthy faith doesn't mean that we think we're right and we know everything. Healthy faith means that we can hold beliefs that motivate our actions and still be asking questions and still be uncertain. And that's what I want to do with you in our meditation today. I want to hold that faith and uncertainty together and just sit with it. Even if you yourself are uncertain about this word faith in the way that I have been for so long, I invite you to welcome in that discomfort and uncertainty and sit with it. Let's meditate. As always, let's begin today by taking some deep breaths together and settling into the space wherever you are right now. Let's start with a body scan beginning at the top of your head. Tune in to the sensations that you're feeling there. Notice if you have a lot of thoughts running around and what physical sensations that might be creating. 
As you take stock of how you're feeling, allow your thoughts to become quieter and quieter with each breath. Allow the muscles in your head, your jaw, your scalp, your face to relax as you listen to the sound of my voice and continue taking those deep cleansing breaths. Move your attention to your shoulders. Feel how they're feeling in this moment. And again, allow yourself to relax each time you take a breath a little bit more. Move to your chest and your belly. Take stock of any sensations you're feeling there right now. These are often places where we hold tightness. If you feel any of that, allow it to melt away with your next exhale. If you feel called to do so, like I do in this moment, you can place a hand on your heart and a hand on your belly to feel the sensation of your breath rising and falling. Move your attention down to your hips. This can be a place of stiffness if you sit a lot. So bring your attention here and give that area a little TLC as you breathe in and out. Again, release any tension on your exhale and continue moving your attention down to your thighs and your knees. Notice if you feel any stiffness here and allow these muscles to relax. If you're holding your body in a particular position, allow it to become softer. Allow your limbs to relax, to move a little bit into a more comfortable position if you need to. Find the place where you can let your legs rest without holding them in place or putting any extra energy into them. Just let them fall where they are. Keep breathing and move your attention down to your calves, your ankles. Notice any sensations you feel in these parts of your body. And again, allow these muscles to completely relax. Have faith that you will be held when you let go of each part of your body. Lastly, move your attention down to your feet. Let them rest on the ground. And feel the sensation of your feet resting on the ground. It's quite an incredible sensation when you think about it. You may not even be close to the earth if you're like me. You might be 
several stories up, but there's still this feeling of firmness beneath your feet when you place them on the floor or on the earth beneath you. You are being held, and yet you may be suspended dozens or more feet above the ground. Even if you're on the ground, you are being held on a planet that is composed of molten material at its core. And this planet is floating through space. Space which is so vast that we don't even understand the smallest part of it. We don't know how far it stretches. There's still so many mysteries it contains for us. And yet, somehow, your feet are resting on a firm surface right now. Feel that combination of faith and uncertainty coexisting within you at this moment. Feel the steadiness of your feet on the earth, on the ground. Feel the steadiness and support of your chair. And allow yourself to feel settled and safe in this moment. And while you stay tuned into that sensation of firm support from the ground beneath you, Tap into the recognition that we are in an incredibly unique situation. A situation that seems precarious when you look at it from a larger perspective. Our delicate bodies are existing on this planet, which exists in this universe that is wide and full of unknowns and yet your feet are resting on the earth right now and you can have faith that when you stand up the earth will remain beneath you still supporting you this is the paradox of faith this is the paradox that David Sedaris talks about This faith is a natural response to a world we can't make sense of, even though sometimes we can't make sense of this faith either. And still, even when we can't explain it, it is there and it is necessary. For a moment, tap into that faith, the faith you have even on the most fundamental level that you are supported and safe in this moment. Take a deep breath. And as you inhale, I invite you to choose a simple mantra, such as, I am safe, or I am supported. Once you've found a phrase that resonates with you, a phrase of simple faith. You can say it aloud to yourself or repeat it in your head as you continue to breathe. Remember, this faith does not have to be explainable or justifiable. It does not have to make everything make sense. 
In this moment, we are simply acknowledging that this faith is there, that it is okay to trust in this moment in your surroundings. Continue breathing in and out. And with each breath, softly repeat your mantra. I am safe. I am safe. I am safe. Despite all the odds, we are floating through a universe that we do not understand, a universe that can be dangerous to us, and yet in this moment, we are on firm ground and we are safe. Take one final breath and repeat that mantra one last time to yourself in this moment. Remember that you can always come back to it. In every moment, you can tap into the firm ground beneath you and remind yourself, I am safe. I am supported. And even though it can be hard to have faith in other things, this is one thing that will always be there for us. I am safe. I am supported. When you're ready, allow your eyes to gently flutter open and bring some gentle movement back into your fingers and toes and the rest of your body gradually. In this moment, you are safe. Like each moment of our existence, it is filled with uncertainty. And still, we have faith. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Reditations on Jesus Shaves by David Sedaris. I hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, I would love it if you shared it with a friend who you think would enjoy it too. As always, special thanks to Josh Munt for the sound design and theme music you hear in this episode. If you'd like to support the podcast, there are a few things you can do. You can subscribe, you can send me an email and tell me what you think about it, You can visit the Patreon page and make a pledge. And you can visit my website, reditationspodcast.com, where you can listen to every episode of the podcast and subscribe for email updates where I send you fun things in your inbox and keep you up to date on what's coming next on the podcast. As you go forth into your week, I wish you faith amidst the uncertainty. Thanks so much for listening, friends, and happy reading.